0: That's F-R-E-T 10. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com.
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Game Podcast, guys. Yes, it is. The High Game Podcast. We talk about guitars. Oh, I love it. What are we going to talk about today, John? We're going to talk about a guitar, Ed. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Where are we, John? West Seattle, Washington. Oh, it's great. It's great in West Seattle today. It's, huh. uh, it's Saturday. It is right Saturday. now. We're recording on a Saturday, which is nice. That, uh, is, that is an indication of our commitment to you, the listener. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they appreciate it, John. I hope they do. Goddamn, it's hot. I don't think they can deny that in West Seattle today, Ed. There is a National Weather Service alert. A high of 97, I heard, and that is unforgivable.
0: In Mississippi, it's like 109 with, uh, you know, zero chance of good dentistry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are the coastal elites. Yeah, we like being the climate oasis that we are. Exactly. 75 degrees? Beautiful. Love it. All day. Yep. All day. This 97 bullshit can get fucked. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do today? What? I'm going to go buy a goddamn air conditioner. If they're not all sold out. I've fucking had it with this bullshit. I'll rip one out of somebody's window if (laughs) if I can't find one. I'm going to have a goddamn air conditioner. I will have an air
0: conditioner by the end of today, God Yes.
1: I'm cracking this beverage. You're cracking the beverage? Yeah. Uh, what, what do you have today, yep. Ed? Today I've got a Cavita Master Brew Kombucha. It's a raspberry lemon. Cavita. I don't know much about the Kavita, but it's a master brew. Uh, it's got a lot of live probiotics in it. What are you having today?
0: I've got a San Pellegrino. Oh, same as last week. Same as last week, except the flavor today is yeah. Aranciata Rosa. Ooh. And I've also got my miscellaneous backup beverages that have been sitting here a while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I see that glass
0: of water. i got a glass of water. Maybe a coffee? I've got a cup of coffee that's cold and might Mm -hmm. have a couple of cat hairs in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. How is it?
1: It's got a little bit of a bite. I don't know. Get back to me later in the episode when I've had the entire thing.
0: Okay. Guess what we're doing today, Ed.
1: Oh, we're going to talk about my favorite guitar, John. Yeah. It's about time. This is... I'm ready. Ooh. This is a Les Paul, Ed. (laughs) It sure is.
0: Yep. It took us a while to wrap our heads around how we wanted to approach the Les Paul, because as yep. you know, uh, it was introduced in 57, and they've yep. made 10 million, trillion different kinds. And yeah. We had to right. n- narrow down our focus.
1: Did we? I think Les Paul, and I just think Les Paul.
0: This is a Les Paul classic. This particular one comes from the year 2000.
1: In the year 2000. <laughs> you know about that? No. In the year yeah Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) so what makes that a classic we've already discussed that in the 70s and 80s gibson was stinking up the joint with their bullshit (laughs) right
1: (laughs) (laughs) sure sure yeah i think that's well established yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, stinking up the joint with their bullshit their sonics's and their marauders and their I love those guitars. I know you do. Like, that's, you know, the opposite of stinking the joint. And you
0: know, we did agree after doing the Sonics episode that that is a respectable guitar. Yeah, I dig it. I think it's cool. Let's just say the perception was <laughs> right. that Henry was stinking up the joint. Right. They, at the time, had a 1959 reissue model. Okay. It wasn't an exact duplicate of a 1959 guitar, but it had enough popularity that they thought, why don't we make a custom shop?
1: So is this custom shop like you could call them up and no, just say no, like, more... it's just there. It's like the AVRI line from Fender.
0: Oh, this is our like, Yeah. we paid special attention to these lines right that's what they did so they formed
1: this custom shop in 86 okay and they're thinking oh great okay keep going jt ribeloff when i hear jt i think justin timberlake of course i don't think jt what is it
0: timberloff
1: (laughs) ribeloff kind of sounds like a condom but you know that's
0: <laughs> ribeloff jt Riboloff. he is their kind of like master luthier designer
1: dude at the time okay what's he doing he's hanging out doing stuff he's doing stuff to this day
0: so towards the end 89 about 89 they're getting ready to make this thing happen okay uh, just for reference mm-hmm. here's what's going on with the les paul in
1: 89 Ooh. sure yeah you know Free Nirvana.
0: Neil Young. thing going on.
1: Yeah, Neil Young. Sure.
0: The Les Pauls are still very
1: healthy. Very healthy. In
0: 1990, there you have it. The classic, this thing, is introduced.
1: Okay, nineteen ninety. It goes for fifteen hundred bucks. Fuck. Fifteen hundred bucks feels like a lot of money. So what does this guitar got? It's got binding all the way around, it's got big block inlays. Right.
0: When they first started this is going to be important. You see in the cutaway, mm-hmm. the cutaway is bound, as is the whole body. Mm-hmm. You see that's a little thicker
1: right there? John's pointing at binding at stuff, spots. And... Yeah.
0: So the binding
1: is thinner to match the
0: more vintage specs. But probably the most important thing, and this was the mm-hmm. neck is very thin. Okay. It was the only Les Paul mm-hmm. to really have this kind of neck since
1: 1960. Okay. I love it. The way you're stroking it, you seem to, <laughs> like... Kind of, yeah, stop that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Headstock is smaller. Is it? Vintage tuners, yeah. It's not as wide.
1: Then like what would have been a Les Paul in 1989, you mean, or something? Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs)
0: Vintage style logo. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Trash rod cover says classic on it.
0: When they started making these in 1990, they paid no particular attention to the grade of the wood. This later 2000, it's pretty plain top. Yeah. But it would be possible, just depending on what was happening at their factory on that day, to have a nice figured or flamed out maple top on this classic. Just luck of the draw. Oh, no
1: shit. Like, it wasn't a special deal. It was just like, so some guitar center would get a totally sweet matchbook flamey thing, and the other guy would just get that.
0: And this comes back to haunt them. Okay. Uh,
1: But we'll get there.
0: Exposed pickups, which is a nod to what the players in the 60s were doing which was to get a guitar with those chrome covers on it and take them off. Huh. They like the sound with
1: them off. They are super hot pickups. Mm. Some
0: people like them, some people don't.
1: What are they registering? Uh, pretty hot. But... <laughs> We've just given up on that. Is that a thing? Did we just did we just Maybe. give up on coming up with that number? I I'm going to continue asking and you're going to continue saying just yeah, they're real hot.
0: Okay great (laughs) okay these have weight relief in them okay Uh, this is traditionally weight relieved or as some people call it swiss cheesed there are nine strategically placed holes under this top like core samples out of the mahogany huh it doesn't affect the tone or the resonance just affects the weight. okay later they would route out a big huge chamber okay which is a lot more ham-fisted and less scientific than Figuring out where to put some well-placed holes. Huh. So that's a thing. Okay. Inked on serial number. It's kind of vintagey. Yeah. So that's it. That's a rundown of the guitar. 1990, and it does very well. Okay. People like it. They like the sound. They like the lightness Did of you
1: it. watch uh, Westworld? Yes. What's the dude that's in Westworld? The Hemsworth dude. I didn't know that. Liam Hemsworth was born in 1990. But Liam is not the dude that was in Westworld. I didn't know anything about any Hemsworths. What do you mean? Thor? Directed by that uh, Taiko Waikiki guy. Who's that? You know, the dude from What We Do in the Shadows, that vampire movie? (laughs) Blank stares. If you're interested, listeners, you should know that Ed watches a lot of movies. You know what I did last night? What, went to a Uh, movie? I did. I went and saw Mission Impossible Fallout with Tom Cruise. Was Maggie Q in that? No, she wasn't. 1990. George Herbert Walker Bush was president. Hard pass on that guy. Maybe better than his son. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their love with women all across this country. Probably not. Oh, yeah, guitars. (laughs) Yeah, guitars. So, 59
0: reissue. Yeah. Uh, uh, Let's do a historic collection and put that 59 reissue in there. Not only that, he charges $4,200 for it. In 1991, ah. by way of comparison, the just regular old standard Les Paul was 1500 bucks. The classic at this point, even though Henry has moved that 59 into their historic collection, the classic is still more historically accurate than that historic $4,000 thing over there. Yeah. That still continues to be a problem for him. <laughs> <laughs> then they introduce, also in 91, the classic plus. Okay. It has a curlier top. They're starting to notice that some nicer woods are sneaking into this classic. Why don't we just pay more attention and we'll make something called the Classic Plus that has a nicer top on it and we could charge two grand for it. Oh, okay. Here was the problem. Yeah. The classics started having increasingly
1: better tops. This shit is confusing and you're explaining it to me.
0: It totally is. It, to- <laughs> like it, it totally even... is. <laughs> Let me see if I can you know, do a little better at it. So, okay. This is the Les Paul Classic 1960. People like them. Yep. They especially like that some of the examples come with really nice tops. Uh, I got it. They're more attractive and they're accurate than that. You
1: know, here's the thing. I'm going to interrupt you. I have been fucking around with a lot of Fender Jazzmasters recently. Yep. Reissue shoes old 60s 59s we've been playing a lot of them yeah and i have found that jazz masters are inconsistent as fuck so as much as I want to shit on Gibson and say they're fucking everything up with yeah. this top thing that they're doing and all that. Right. Fender's pretty inconsistent on what is their highest end most expensive guitar. Mm-hmm. That is about the most of a Gibson apology I will give. And okay. now continue on with the top of this guitar. They
0: had nicer tops. Yep. So good. Yep. In fact, that dealers yeah. would get one of these. Yeah. Les, Les Paul Classic. Wow, look how great that top is. Yeah. Let's take that Trust <laughs> cover. That says classic. Let's just take that off. Right. We'll change out a couple things, uh, you know, and we'll tell people that it's a 59 reissue and charge them four grand for it. Whoa. So people were doing that. Whoa. That's
1: crazy.
0: To add further confusion to that, yeah, I mentioned this slim neck. Yeah, Gibson actually made some '59 reissues with the slim neck. With a a slim neck, <laughs> so it's like, oh great, so even you're just, more confusing. What does Henry think he wants
1: to do about it? I think from what you're telling me, all they would have to do is change out the truss rod cover and then put the covers back on the pickup.
0: And the pick guard says 1960 on it.
1: Oh, oh, so the different get, pick guard put, on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah
0: pickup covers yeah yeah and okay then two thousand more dollars and then <laughs> yep great that is when as i mentioned henry decides oh i'm gonna do the new historic collection program
1: henry ceo of gibson yeah notoriously great guy oh yeah great guy so he wants to spin up this
0: division yep yeah how's he gonna pay for that right he uh, is gonna pay for that on the backs of the dealers
1: oh so
0: if you are a dealer yes and you want to carry anything that is in the historic collection yeah yeah what do you got to pay 10 grand in cash not for the
1: guitars
0: for the privilege of carrying anything that comes out of the as yet created historic Histo- collection
1: program wow do we know how many dealers forked over that 10 grand i think a lot roughly a lot yeah they were so not like happy for lots Oh, like 20.
0: I mean, because if you wanted to carry them, <laughs> if you wanted to carry like the badass ones, sure, or the ones perceived as badass, a cash deposit.
1: Oh, it's a cash deposit against future guitars that you would buy from? Like, did you get it back or did yeah, they just yeah. keep the 10 no, grand? You, you got it back. Oh, you got it back in inventory later? Yeah, but, oh, but okay. still,
0: I'm a small guitar shop. Yeah. Do I have 10 grand lying ten, around?
1: 10 grand just for some future guitar yeah, you might just, get. Just to sign sure. up. Sure.
0: I still have to buy the guitars from you right, out right. of the collection, but you're charging me 10 grand for the privilege of buying those guitars from
1: you. Wait, but the 10 grand goes towards those new guitars or you, does not? N- no, later you get it back. Oh, you yeah. You have
0: to be a historic dealer to be able to sell the okay. 59 reissue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Still, the classic was more historically accurate. Another thing, people are fucking stupid. They're gonna charge 4,200 bucks and some rich dick is gonna walk in and he's got a collection of fucking every sweet ass Les Paul and he's gonna buy one because he's a rich asshole and he doesn't actually give a shit about what he's paying for. As a, as a marketing plan, it's solid because, oh, I can charge a lot and dipshits will pay. Great. Way to build customer loyalty. Yeah. Fuck
0: face. So the other stuff in the historic collection, they did yeah. a Carina Flying V and, Ooh. and an Explorer. Each made out of Carina. Okay. Th- those were in the historic collection. How much do you think one of those guitars was? <laughs> so if the 59 reissues, four bills.
1: These are Flying Vs and Explorers, you said?
0: Made out of Carina, yeah.
1: Uh... 62. I'm just 10. <laughs> I thought 62 was crazy. I like I know it's going to be more. I know it's going to be more. So let me just throw, you know, half again as much on top. Jesus Christ. Yep. $10,000. Yep. So so you are a dealer and you what have just you What the have, fuck?
0: You have just paid 10 grand for the privilege <laughs> Of selling guitars out of the historic collection. Now oh you gotta hope somebody's God. gonna walk into your little shop in Iowa who has ten
1: grand they ten wanna grand. use to buy a guitar. That is so crazy. If I bought a ten thousand dollar guitar, would I ever play it? The only people who are gonna pay ten grand are people who pay ten grand and then keep it in the case so they can then sell uh, it to some asshole uh, twenty years later uh, for twenty grand. Yep. Or fifty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like like, you know, how many of those $10,000 guitars are just beat to shit today? I don't know. Like, that was another problem. Okay. Still, the Les
0: Paul Classic, the 1960, was more accurate. Finally, Henry says, All right. That 59 reissue problem keeps biting us in the ass. Mm -hmm. People say it's not accurate, not nearly as accurate as a less expensive classic. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put together a team. We're going to take that re reissue all the way back. A team, yeah, to 59. He says, "Look at that 59 reissue. What's wrong with it? Fix it. Okay, make it so it is an actual fucking 59." That
1: seems like such a solvable problem. Yeah, ahead, feels like,
0: ahead of time. If you're going to come out know, with a 1960 that is super accurate, yeah, like, wouldn't you anticipate that people are going to compare it to your 59 and say, what's up with that bullshit and why is it twice as much?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it just, as a problem, I have a feeling Henry has a 59 or two laying around that they can actually, like, tear apart and... And find out, yeah, what's up. Period. Correct. That does not feel difficult. So
0: they do that. They set about doing that. Okay. In 1993, they come out with a premium plus (laughs) model. This is... And it's, again, about the tops. And, you know, I'm getting too tired to
1: talk about the tops anymore.
0: But it's about the wood.
1: Henry has wood problems. That guy. He's
0: got a lot of wood problems.
1: we've, We've talked about this, about him and Obama and the raids. This is way before then. You're fucking drinking that coffee. Mm -hmm. That is kind of weird and revolting. Like That's been down here since we were here last time we recorded. Nah, that's probably a refill. Do you want to hear a quote? Oh man, do I? Listen to this. Listen to this quote from Henry. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think illegal logging is appalling. It should stop. And if this is what it takes, unfortunately, to stop unscrupulous operators, I'm all for it. It's tedious, but we need to get through it. Henry. Yes? Oh, wait, no. That's the CEO of Martin, not Henry. The CEO of Martin. Ah. (laughs) See what I did there? Uh Uh-huh, I see what you did there. Like, I was reading this whole article about Henry, and no, the quotes from Henry are like, Oh, we're being we're being targeted by the uh Obama administration by the wood I, police. <laughs> yeah, the wood police. Meanwhile, the CEO of Martin is bending over backwards to not import this wood. Yep. And he, and and this quote was specifically related to like, how is Gibson getting this wood? Like we thought maybe they had found some some interesting source, and then it goes on to find out that, oh no, they, they were just doing it illegally. Yeah, illegal so, bastards. Yeah, yeah. So Martin, they're all for it. Like they're gonna, they're gonna obey the law because Martin is a good company. Henry. Yep, seems like a pretty cool guy. Pretty cool guy. Yeah, there is a silver lining in the cloud. They, oh,
0: they finally get their shit together. Their '59 Les Paul figured out. Okay. It's in the historic collection, and it turns out to be the most accurate reissue of a '59 to date. So they got it done.
1: In 93, you said. Yeah. This is 93. This is 93. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, So they must be happy, like, oh, we finally figured out how to make it
1: historic. And this is the $4,000 guitar.
0: Yeah, yep. Okay.
1: Still,
0: the Classic Premium Plus Really Nice Wood is pretty much the same. It's historically accurate. The tops are nice. Right. For a lot less money, man. Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, well, so, I don't know. I mean, so if you're looking at
0: this yep. with a sweet ass top, yep. it's historically accurate, and yep. then they come out with that 59
1: Les Paul that they finally figured out with a nice top, historically right. accurate.
0: Well, right. I mean, are you going to spend four or are you going to spend two?
1: That guitar is what year is yours? 2000 something? 2000. I wonder the appreciation on a classic versus a historic. Is the classic that was 1500 Uh in 90, I got to think that thing a 1990 is probably going for three today. I don't know, but I've got to think it's going for
0: more since it's an earlier example of a classic than maybe this
1: one is from, from 2000. I guess I'm just going that what are the odds that that 1990 historic 59 is eight grand? What are the chances that that has doubled? I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, If you were approaching this from an investor standpoint, uh-huh. which I feel like a lot of those people who bought the historic yeah. were doing it specifically as an investment and not a playable instrument, right. I think they probably are actually worse off than if they had just bought the cheaper guitar. I think
0: it, it's a yeah it, it's a gut. We'll have thing, to we'll but, have to look that up. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Like Well thanks, John. And, and then later when the, the actually accurate fifty nine comes out in nineteen ninety three, are yeah. those people who bought the <laughs> inaccurate fifty in Are they yeah. like, Wow, oh, son of a bitch? Well still, people are saying Well, I like this one better, Yep, and people are still doing the shenanigans Yep, with, uh, hey, let's change some shit out, and then we can uh, charge some more money. (laughs) So here's what they do. This thick binding in the cutaway I told you about. Oh, no shit. Uh, They change it from thin, which would have been historically accurate, to wider. So now you can look at that body and know it's not a 59. That is fucked. And then I don't know if you can see the, the decal on the headstock. It says Les Paul Classic. It didn't used to. It used to just say Les Paul. Uh, Yeah. And then people would just take off the truss rod cover. It's a 59. You'd have to strip the headstock and and redo that. So it's harder to fake. I think
1: the binding is the piece that would be real hard. I wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out. But it's actually kind of weird that it goes from thin to thick like that. It's, It's kind of like, which seems like a quality control thing. But they did it just to stop counterfeiting. That was deliberate. Like, that's yeah. so dumb.
0: So now they also, to confuse things further. Yeah. Uh, even though they've made these changes to combat counterfeiting, people mm-hmm. people still like these. Yeah. They still like the thin neck. They still like the accuracy. All of the stuff we've talked about. Yep. Henry, to muddy those waters, it's like, well, mm-hmm. let's make a 1960 reissue and move it into the historic division. <laughs>
1: So you could get the classic so, Which was a 60 correct Period yeah, reproduction so The Les
0: Paul classic 1960 yeah. Or the 1960 reissue <laughs> It's like what? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, I, I think we need a break from this for a while yeah, so, yeah. so what's going on Ninety three, ninety oh. four. 94 Let's a little palette cleanser Yeah lay it on Les Paul Recognize it That's a song called Boxcar from the album 24-Hour Revenge Therapy by Jawbreaker.
1: uh, Pre-Jets to Brazil. Pre-Jets to Brazil. Pre-Jets to Brazil.
0: Where I've been able to figure out if they were using an actual Les Paul classic, I will call it out. I do have some examples
1: Oh, okay That was not one That was not one Sure
0: I thought it would be good To have just like Typical Les Paul sound Because the name of the game On these things In so many respects Is the pickups Yeah So I just want to point out Yep It's This is going through The Marshall Yep Fairly low volume And you can hear How it breaks up Because these pickups Are so hot Yep It's very touch sensitive I go Oh, that's lovely like that? yeah, yeah yeah. So it's a clean sound Yep. And so some people like that Like mm-hmm. wow I can just Yeah uh, Some people are like Man I can't keep it clean So they swap out the pickups For something uh, less hot
1: Those people are dummies Yeah most people mm-hmm. Enjoy
0: the, the growling these Sure things. Switch it to the bridge Yeah That is pretty growly Yeah Not to mention If I put some distortion on it
1: Yeah do that That's some. What kind of distortion pedal is that today? That is the Red Witch Fuzz God. That's pretty great. Who makes that? Red Witch. They are out of, I believe, New Zealand. Some dude in a basement in New Zealand. Uh-huh.
0: Listeners to this podcast will know that I tend to favor fuzzes that sputter and spit and feedback, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what you were hearing there, because mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of
1: like that. Yeah, I brought over today, all new pedal day style, a Earthquaker Devices Avalanche run. That's pretty cool. Um, it's like the V2 edition and it's all, like, custom one that's the white and black edition.
0: Give me the rundown. What am I looking at on this pedal?
1: It's kind of a delay reverb. Okay. Hit the button on it. What's that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were nice. fucking around with it. That's in, uh, that's in reverse mode. So it's got three modes. It's got, like, your kind of standard... Yeah, it's got a standard mode, a reverse mode, and a swell mode. <laughs> it's got a tap tempo, so you can fuck around with that tempo a little bit. Ooh, why don't you, why okay. don't you tap on I'll that tap baby? Some,
0: I'll tap something fast.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know, you can set the repeats. You can set the time. All that stuff. It it's really cool. Um,
0: Should I put on the the put, Red Witch fuzz god? With put it, it
1: in the swell mode.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can do some really cool volume swelly kind of things with it that I just, I love it. I'm kind of that, you know, ambient boy. Throw some, yeah, now do it. Throw some Red Witch on there. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Red Witch? Yeah, do it. I think you might be a little hot on that. You might want to turn some of that witch down. Or not. You're getting it. Whoa. Yeah. So the Earthquaker devices, and we're not really, uh, yeah that's great yeah. yeah it's got a lot of it's got a lot of shit to it i dig earthquake her devices stuff
0: we agree with their ethos
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that akron ohio kind of vibe uh uh-huh. vote for the right people next time yeah and, uh, you know you'll be all right Dip- dipshits
0: yeah great so 94 we heard from jawbreaker 95 our man
1: jerry cantrell
0: alice and oh, chains sure
1: sure uh, playing you- a Oh, playing a Les Paul?
0: We know he played the GNLs. The GNL F one hundred. Yep, yep, yep. He also on the earlier stuff liked him the Les Paul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Bum bum. Yeah, yeah, you could totally totally hear it like
1: Uh oh. (laughs) Spotter.
0: Sure.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I love that sputter of shit. It is a classic sound. You don't really have rock and roll without Les Paul.
0: I'm sure there's examples of songs that are done with. The Les Paul sounding nice and clean.
1: But why would you do that? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I'm into it historically. Yeah.
0: And that's maybe why we find ourselves today talking about this brief window of this very specific guitar. Because it informs a lot of what they did at the time and what they would later do in terms of their outlook on historic reissues. Some people have called the classic the guitar that saved Gibson. You know, I don't really know if that's true, except
1: see my prior comment about them bullshitting up the place in the 80s if that thing sold a lot of copies and if it was good enough that they had to go through and do that weird binding trick Uh to make people not knock them off Uh why don't you just concentrate on the thing people want when you're sitting there trying to figure out what's
0: our differentiator going to be it's like fuck your differentiator how about what's a cool guitar that we need to make and if it's a reissue why don't you spend your time worrying about how accurate
1: it's supposed to be? And not how do we maximize the cost of that guitar. Yeah, I'm sure Henry would disagree with this, but like, I think there's a lot of people that would love to have Les Pauls, but just can't afford to pay uh-huh. fucking 1500 bucks for a decent mm-hmm. guitar.
0: Mm-hmm. I bought this new, and when I played it, I immediately noticed the slimmer neck.
1: You bought that new? I bought it new, yeah. Wow. I got this at Zobrist. R.I.P. Yep. That store, I remember the huge Hendrix. The mural. mural. That store you know.
0: was Myers Music, which was the store where Jimi Hendrix's father bought him his first guitar. Yeah. That entire block doesn't exist anymore. It's been bulldozed for a uh, high rise that's going up, uh, but when they were stripping all the storefronts, yeah, you know, taking out the windows and the molding and the frames and all yep. that crap, I walked by there and underneath all of that in paint on one of the side supports, it said Myers music. Uh,
1: that fucking sucks, and I'm sure that is just like ripped down and in a garbage dump somewhere yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah, there's a there's a venue, the Showbox. It's right across from the market. So when you see the pictures of mm-hmm. Seattle and it's the Pike Place Market that everyone sees, like the fish market and all that shit yep. that you see in you know Seattle. Shit, I have seen dozens and dozens maybe up in the hundreds of Ooh, shows more at than me that venue and the show box is that size where you can see mogwai uh-huh. style shows they're not huge but they're gonna tear it down yep and put up a big fucking some first floor retail and then mm-hmm. 20 floors of condos or 40 floors or whatever fuck yep <laughs> It hasn't happened yet, and there's a lot of Seattle music people that are rallying behind mm-hmm, it. But I don't know if you can rally behind $50 million or whatever the yeah, people are going to... Yeah, what they're paying for that yeah. footprint. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: 1997, that premium plus top I told you about. Like, yeah. Let's make this classic with a, a pretty sure. top, but we'll actually call it something. Yeah. Uh, they discontinued that. <laughs> Fuck Why not But they keep selling The Les Paul Classic 1960 This one Okay uh, Which is kind of Kind of cool And people keep playing it
1: Love it Uh The Foo Fighters Nope No Who is this
0: Oh, uh, those are our good friends Over at Mastodon
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yes What
0: Yep That was pretty cool That was 2004 That song was called Blood and Thunder Yep From their album Leviathan Yep 2005
1: Your little hood right front Makes me sick But after I get sick I just get sad <laughs> Cause the burns being broke
0: Hearts to be heartbroken And always being both Must be a drag She's been calling me You can hear when somebody wants to, like, kick it in. Who was that? Kick it up a notch. This Les Paul will do it. That was the, the Hold Steady. Okay. Do you know The Hold okay. Steady?
1: Kind of. Yeah. That was
0: a song called Your Little Hood Rat Friend from the album Separation it Sunday. It
1: sounded a little bit Social D-ish. Mm. Social distortion Could be. Could be. So that was 2005.
0: As sure. I, as I mentioned, 2008, the Les Paul classic mm-hmm. as we know it. Discontinued. I should say that then they went on to continue to do their bullshit. Like, (laughs) I couldn't even keep track. Right. We don't know. It's confusing as fuck. I even found an article on the web that said basically, so you're looking for a Les Paul. Here's your guide. And then it opens up with a paragraph that says, yeah, I know there's like 10 million different kinds. How do you know which one you want? Let me attempt to simplify and break it down for you. (laughs) And then he couldn't. uh, And then I get quickly confused. Yeah. I would say to anybody looking for something like this. Just play it, man. Just play it and do right. you, Do you like how it sounds or yeah. don't you? And can I, you afford it or can you not?
1: Yep, 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 yep. A Fender Squire was my first electric guitar. I have not been playing nearly as long as you. And that is the only guitar I've ever bought new. I see no reason to do it. The only reason I would do it would be to support the company. Gibson is yeah. not a company yeah. I feel I need to support. Right, Fender... Uh, I'm far more likely to buy a Fender new, but Rickenbacker, right. yes. Maybe a GNL. GNL has always been solid, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. The fact remains, go. if you want that growl, Yeah. It's going to be a Les Paul. Yeah. Just go get one and then there you go.
1: Go play a Les Paul. Uh-huh. And then go look on the wall mm-hmm. and look at an explorer. And look at an SG. Absolutely. SG's weigh half as much as a Les Paul. Yep. I think a lot of people like heavier guitars. I just find that it's a little much. Yeah. But... I would say go to a used guitar store and just play them. I think
0: at the end of the day, it's got to be what feels comfortable in your hands and you like the sound of it. Yeah. And don't let anybody knock you off of it. If, If it costs 40 bucks and it's some cheap whatever, but you like it, go for it, man. Yeah. That's what makes the rock and roll.
1: Exactly. And that's a thing that I do not think Henry understands. He consistently shows that he does not get that. He talks about the players but he continues to badmouth the retailers uh-huh, uh-huh. everything is their problem you go to gibson's website and they have articles like the greatest les paul players
0: yep. and the list ends in like 1972 you want to hear another <laughs> one
1: yeah i do Ooh. yeah i love um i don't think this is my jam Explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The
0: Darkness. And that was, I believe, in A Thing Called Love from the album Permission to Land.
1: I don't know that they've said it, but that was their thing. They actually made an album that could have been released with Deep Purple. and Oh, I didn't know that. They definitely harken back to that thing.
0: I got a special present for you, Ed. Okay. For everybody oh, no. listening, for the last week or so, Ed has had this thing in his head.
1: Oh, yes!
0: And he keeps saying, who is that? Who is that? What is that song? I found it for you. Yeah. It's
1: Billy Squire. I fucking love that guy.
0: Yeah, so not only did I find the Billy Squire... Yeah. But let's take it and put a Les Paul on it and give it to a different band. Do you know Puddle of Mud? Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. Oh, but they do the cover? Uh-huh. Well, okay. That's <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But... You, at you every night. To by That's pretty good, huh?
0: Yeah, Billy Squire's better. I got one more for you. Blackstone Cherry? No. This is called White Trash Millionaire from the album Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Okay. And this guy is playing a Les Paul classic.
1: Okay. Mm. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Some pinch harmonics.
0: Uh-huh. Love it.
1: Nobody
0: <laughs> 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 was born this way
1: yeah no silver
0: spoon to feed 401k on Berlin Street, Berlin Street, <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm into it you know what I love about that?
1: uh everything
0: okay let's take the doom sludgy dudes yeah and just write them a Nashville country yeah, song to yeah. play right okay so I'm on the bridge pickup Yep. I mean, I'd give you the rundown, but there's not much of a rundown to give.
1: If you're listening to this show and you don't know what a Les Paul is, I don't know why you're listening to this, to this show, I guess.
0: I yeah. I don't know what the hell
1: you're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> What's Les think. Paul up to these days? Les Paul is not up to much. Oh, no. Yeah, sadly, we he lost left us. Him. There's a few Gibson guitars that are just amazing. We keep chipping away at it. I mean, yeah. so
0: this is a Les Paul classic. Yep. We've done the SG. Yep. We've done the Explorer.
1: Yep. I bag on the company, but I think it's really just marketing bullshit that I dislike. You don't have rock and roll like as you know it today without a ton of those guitars. Yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, good, good job, Gibson. good
0: job. Should we uh, head on
1: out? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Look him, look him, ABBA. Yeah. Ugh.
0: You've been listening to the yeah. High
1: Game Podcast. Yes, you yeah. have. Hey, where can people find more
0: of our stuff, John? On the interwebs and on any outlet yeah. you get your
1: podcasts. Yeah, the yeah. iTunes and the Pocket Casts and the Google Play. Yeah. Highgame.com. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. Yep. We have gotten rid of dozens of t shirts. And yep, we've given them all away. Yep, no one has bought one yet. Yeah, do us a favor, buy a T-shirt if you would. God damn it.